have them in our tournament. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on your side. The Bears are signing defensive end Yannick Ngakwe to a one-year deal that reportedly includes $10 million guaranteed. The Bears also signing veteran tight end Mercedes Lewis. Matt Nay for the Cubs today hosting the Braves. Cubs begin the day two and a half games out of first in the NL Central. The University of Arizona is reportedly close to leaving the Pac-12 conference for the Big 12 after the Wildcats' application to join was approved on Thursday. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio with amazing slow smoke wings and world-famous Baby Back Reds. This is Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Georgia couldn't play in Texas. What is that? Oh, there we go. There you go. Sorry, I'm uh, talking to Chris Andrews. Uh, Carmen Policy. Yes. That was the name I couldn't pull from the uh, Niners. Yes. Uh, he's one for sure. Dick Haley, apparently Todd Haley's father. Oh, really? Right. Which well, is, just started Todd Haley's career. Our next guest certainly knows Would that know name that. well. Yes. yes. A Pittsburgh guy. Indeed he is. He's Chris Andrews. Runs the shop over at the <laughs> South Point. Uh, and he joins us. Chris Trenton, Ken in Des Moines. Thanks for coming on, Chris Andrews. How are you? I'm doing great. Good talking to you guys. Good talking to you too. We were just reminiscing about some of the best G- the GMs that uh, kind of uh, build teams that fly under the radar. Uh, and Dick Haley's name came came up, and I'm guessing you're pretty familiar with that one. Yeah, probably more familiar with Todd Haley. Sure. So, uh, yeah. Who was the offensive coordinator for many years, and uh, you know, Steelers have had trouble finding that that one guy ever since Bruce Arians. Uh, they. <laughs> They canned him, you know, which was a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, they, they've been struggling to find them the right guy. Um, How's the South Point? I'm guessing uh, over in the race book, which I love to hang out when I'm in Vegas with Delmar and Saratoga going, it's hard cool. to get a seat in the afternoons over there, I'm anticipating. Yeah, you know, I mean, we our race book is still one of the absolute tops. In it the is. State. One of the reasons is we have a separate room for the yep. race book. You know, so, um, you know, these uh, sports players don't bother the race guys and vice versa. You know, that really helped our our handle. But, uh, you know, Del Mar and Saratoga, they got to be the two best meetings sure. the entire year. You know, both going at the same time. You know, so I've never been to Saratoga. I've been to Del Mar quite a few times. But uh, Saratoga, definitely a bucket list item for me. Well, it's a big day at the South Point for another reason. Yes. It is one of our most anticipated days of the year as you will release your games of the year in college football. It is always a full slate. And, Chris, I'm excited because I'm going to be out there next week. You know I'm going to be coming in firing at them. Uh, What could you tell us, though? Uh, Let's start with Iowa State, with Hunter Deckers obviously looking to be not part of the team. How much that changed the equation for you guys, not just games of the year, just what you're doing with Cyclone uh, overall this season? Well, I mean, it changed it quite a bit. You know, I had them on uh, in my games of the year, I think like two or three times. I just eliminated them for now, you know, to, you know, well, I, I just don't. He's too too much of an influence on what the number's going to be. He had a pretty good year last year. I don't know much about the backups. 
you know, we have a couple weeks, uh, you know, for Coach Campbell to get get the guy up to speed. But still, just too too much. And I, I took it. I took them out. I had them in. I think I had. I definitely had them in against Iowa. I think I had them in against Kansas State and maybe Kansas. But uh, I took them out. Uh, but uh, we're still going to have seventy five games of the year. So. You know, we still got plenty. You got plenty of things to shoot at. Absolutely, I'm guessing there'll be some eye win there. What I, where I want to go with you is the Big Ten East, because Chris, I think it's a three team race. I do. I think that Penn State is a very much a uh, uh, a live dog, if you will. I mean, obviously Michigan and Ohio State get all the love, but Penn State kind of flying right below them. Are you seeing much Penn State love uh, at the South Point? Yeah, and. Uh, seeing it uh right in my own heart i guess you could say <laughs> nice. so, uh, yeah but when we went through the numbers you know i, I mean i, I don't want to i never want to go solo you always got to run these numbers by some other people and uh, i i had like um trying to look at my notes here i had uh, i had them certainly as an underdog against ohio state but i think i made ohio state like a six or seven point favorite and everybody kind of talked me into making it higher yeah i i had an eight now that i'm looking uh, but they talked me into opening at nine. So I'm going to open uh, Ohio State nine over Penn State. But I think that uh, that's uh, – I think Penn State is right there. Um, and I think Ohio State may be down a little bit from the last couple years. Uh, Converse, I think Michigan's probably on the way up. You know, they needed to get through that, that – you know, they couldn't beat Ohio State for many years. In you know, the last two years in a row, they did beat them. So I think, I think Michigan's probably the best team in the Big Ten right now. But it, it's going to be close. And there, the Iowa, uh, the Ohio State, Michigan game is at Michigan this year, so that's going to make a big difference too. Speaking of games of the year, uh, back to that. Do you have Iowa, Penn State? Any other Iowa games that you can share with us become before they become uh, public? Because <laughs> I'd like to get a jump start on things, as you know, Chris. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's going to fly in from the morning <laughs> true, two right. hours yeah. to me, so I don't mind releasing them to you. Uh, I got Penn State thirteen over Iowa. I got Wisconsin five over Iowa. Mm-hmm. Let me see what else. I know I have them a couple more times. Nebraska. Uh, hang on. Okay, I got Iowa three over Illinois. Yeah, that'll be a good one. And I got Iowa three over Nebraska. So what's that? Four games. Yep, four. four. Four games. Yeah, I think that's what I got. Yeah, you know, we got a lot of Iowa people come out here. You know. Uh, Especially a lot of Iowa transplants, and I remember sending that to you, Trent. Mm-hmm. Iowa by the sea is what they call uh, <laughs> Long Beach. You know, so we get a lot of people up here. Still have a lot of affiliation to Iowa, so uh, I try to put them on as much as possible. I try not to put any team on too many times. So four is about my limit. So, but I think I'd give you a pretty decent menu of. Uh, for Iowa betters. Well, I think I'm going to be uh, heading over there, make my way south of the Strip, and uh, see you next week and make a couple of wagers for the season uh, on that front. If you don't mind me asking, did you, before you had to take the Iowa-Iowa State uh, game away, do you remember what you had for that number? Okay, let me see if I found my notes here. Um, I had... Now, see, I got to tell you, I'm I'm a little down on Iowa State even before then, Mm -hmm. you know. And and I got to tell you, Iowa is one of those teams very hard to put a power rating on because you know I still have visions of that six to four victory over Penn State. (laughs) One of my favorites. Yeah. Oh my God, I still have nightmares of that. (laughs) Uh, But they they win a lot of games. They just don't win by by much. Mm I had them. I had Iowa like a six-point favorite over Iowa State. However, I saw you know the Westgate who um, 
they put up their games of the year too. And by the way, we don't match. We have a lot of differences. Mm-hmm. But they had the game pick them. And I thought, wow, boy, Iowa crazy. would have been the play there. Yeah, yeah I think Iowa is certainly the play. Uh, but uh, they have it off the board now too. Uh, you know, since Decker, uh, this all this stuff came out. But I, I thought that was a very very cheap number. Like I said, I thought I thought Iowa should be a solid favorite over them. Six 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 and a half, maybe a little high. But like I said, I would expect Iowa to win that game. Chris Anders from the South Point is our guest. Chris, who is a uh, sticking with the college game? Who's a team that uh, you're you're getting a lot of people coming to the counter that have surprised you? There's uh you know whatever conference, regardless. Um, uh, is there a team that uh, has made you kind of reevaluate what you've done, or le- or certainly take a closer look at it? You know, nobody that, that you would think would be flying under the radar. I got a lot of money on USC, which again, not not much of a surprise there. Get a little money on Colorado. You know, people don't know what yeah. to think with uh, with uh, with Deion Sanders getting in there. Um, you know, but you know, USC. I think they're that's a viable team. I think has a great chance of uh, you know being represented in the uh, in the Final Four. Uh, you know, TCU still getting a little bit of play, but I think they're going to be way down this year. Um, you know, so nobody really that surprising. Notre Dame, we get play on them every year. Ohio State's getting money. You know, Oklahoma's getting money, which uh, hmm. I always make the, the the joke. It's my annual right of summer to overrate Oklahoma hmm. every year. You know, I probably I, I tried not to do that this year, but I guess we'll find out when I open the games of the year. So we'll find out. Speaking of the Big Twelve in Oklahoma, are you seeing a bunch of Texas money? We've certainly heard that a lot this summer. And then after that, who would be maybe the third team that's getting money in the Big Twelve? Yeah, I mean, we are definitely getting Texas money. Uh, you know, so Texas, Oklahoma. Like I said, I think Oklahoma going to be down a bit this year. Um, you know, I think I got Texas. Yeah, they're even money to win the conference. Wow. Uh, K-State getting some yep. respect. And, and I can see that. You know, I think they're a very, very good team. You know, Snyder did a great job building that franchise, essentially. You know, but they've kind of carried it on since then. I think they're uh, that's a team on the rise. Kansas getting a little bit of play, you know. I love their coach, mm-hmm. uh, but I think they're they're at least a year, a couple years away. Probably it takes a while to build that roster in uh, college football, especially in a conference as tough as the Big Twelve. So, um, you know, we'll see. But those you know, not, nothing all that surprising, really. You know, but listen, things change quickly in college football. I don't have to tell you guys that a quarterback goes out and all of a sudden. The second teamer comes in, and he's either just as good as the first guy, or or he might be a bum. I mean, look at TCU last year. Yep. You know, I mean, uh, I, I, there's big questions of quarterback. I mean, all the, the kid wound up being uh, one of the best in the country. So, yep. you know, we'll see what happens this year too. Who's a, a group of five team? I always ask this question just because I want to see. Because Tulane last year, Cincinnati the year before. Yeah. I see a lot of UT San Antonio. There's Air Force people out there that think Air Force Boise at the end of the season might. Uh, that, that's going to be a big spot. Who? What's the group of five team that's caught your eye? Yeah, I'd have to go look through my notes a little more closely. I don't think there's any really. I bet you know Air Force. I think is always a team. It plays really hard. They lost their leading rusher, though, so I'm not sure, you know, how viable that is. I got them on the board against Boise. And I still have Boise a five point favorite over them uh, when they play, but I, I think Boise slipped, uh, you know, since Peterson left, really. Um, so they're down a little bit. Yeah, Texas San Antonio. Hearing a lot of stuff about them, and they've recruited well. Uh, I'm not sure they're ready to play with the big boys. I love what Tulane has done in the last couple of years. But I think they may fall back a step this year. Um, you know, but I think that's a that's a good program, and a lot of times those kids that 
maybe not quite good enough for, to to make an SEC team like LSU. Or they go to a team like Tulane, and a lot of those kids blossom, you know, and uh, you know with good coaching and you know training facilities, et cetera. You know, some of those kids can uh, can jump up, but I'm I'm not sure they're ready to beat any SEC team. But uh, you know. Uh, I, I just don't think there's a Power 5 team out there this year that's going to do that. Talking with Chris Andrews from the South Point Casino in Vegas, Sportsbook Director. Chris, let's jump to the NFL and the question that Ken and I have been wrapping our minds around all summer long, who's the third best team in the NFC? What are you seeing in the betting market there? Because after the Eagles and 49ers, there's a whole lot of question marks. Well, right now, if you go by the the, the, the betting market, I guess it'd be the Lions. Yeah. You know? And... Uh, I certainly have my questions about that, uh, but I'm looking here at my uh, I'm looking here at my charts. I mean, uh, you know, they, I got more money in the Lions than I do the Cowboys. Really? <laughs> you don't have to go begging for Cowboy money ordinarily, you know. But I got more money on on the Lions than I do the Cowboys. So you know, I don't know. I think uh, you know. I mean, I guess we could say you know, the Niners and Eagles. I think are. are Clearly, one and two Cowboys. You know, they're we're the one guy. They're, they're the they're the best team in June every year. Hmm. You know, but but here we are getting uh, we're in August now and close to September. Uh, there's obviously a lot of question marks arising. After that, I think the Vikings are right in the hunt. I think the Seahawks could be there. Uh, the other thing I you know I, I keep telling people, don't forget, there's at least seven playoff teams out of the NFC, no matter how mm-hmm. bad they are. So. I think a lot of people think the Saints have a great chance of at least making the playoffs. Um, even the Falcons, you know, that's just a very weak division, you know, and somebody could, somebody's going to come out of there. We're just not sure who that is, you know, but I think the NFC, once you get past the top three, I guess I'm putting the Cowboys in the top three, but you know, once you get past the top three, I think it's pretty wide open. Uh, are you seeing much Patriots love? Yeah. Yeah, I'm Surprises getting quite a bit, me. especially on them to win the division. Yeah. And, I'm know, telling uh, you, Ken. I mean, I've had a lot of a lot of play on them to win the division, but boy, you know, we're talking about tough divisions. I mean, that, really? that, <laughs> I mean, that's a tough one, especially now with Rodgers in there and you know Buffalo. Buffalo's a team. I'm not getting much play on them. I think people, a lot of people, think that they've kind of shot their shot and missed mm-hmm. it. Uh, I'm not so sure about that myself. I'm really not. But the Dolphins getting a lot of love. The Jets, of course. So, you know, the Patriots, uh, right now I'm looking at my charts. Uh, if they win the NFC East, they're a loser for me. So we've got some Patriot money. But uh, not so sure about that. But, you know, Mac Jones is going to be a big determining factor as to how he progresses now in year three. Uh, ask this to our buddy Mike Palm yesterday. The Ravens in the preseason. What can you do? I mean, the number is ridiculous. They just keep ripping off games and not just winning games, but covering games. What what can you do as a sportsbook operator here, knowing that I'm sure it's going to be the public and it's probably even going to be sharps that are going to be firing at the Ravens, Ravens, no matter what number you put up there. It's true, but you know, there's always contrarians out there in our business and in life. You know, I mean, I look at the uh, the landscape of the whole world sometimes, and I wonder what are people thinking. You know, but. Right now, I only got them a three and a half point favorite over the Eagles. You know, I mean, they are playing the Eagles, and uh, I don't know. I mean, nobody's really flooded anything. Three and a half—that's a big number for the uh, exhibition season. 
you know, but we'll see where, where it winds up. But I, I have a feeling the public most certainly will be on the Ravens, but you can always have contrarians out there that they're going to come back in on the Eagles. So, you know, we'll just move the number and react accordingly. But, you know, so so far we really don't have much action. But we just opened those this morning. Uh, last thing for me, uh, when it comes to the Bengals, obviously you have to watch very closely with Joe Burrow. What are you hearing on Burrow, Chris? Is there a chance that this lingers into the uh, into the regular season? Um, what, what, if anything, have you heard on, on Burrow's? I, you know, I'm hearing that he should be okay by week one. I'm hearing that. But i got to tell you, I, I've kind of looked into it, and, you know, those early season injuries can linger. You know, they really can. And uh, I, I thought that the Bengals might be ripe for a comeuppance uh, this year. Uh, that is another very tough division. You know, I think the Steelers are being overlooked. I think their roster is actually very good, but you have to think about Kenny Pickett. You know, everybody knows Baltimore is going to be very good. They've had some coaching changes, and they've uh, added some skill position players that should help Jackson. But he's had his injury problems, too, the last couple of years. And he's had declining production. You know, you look at Watson, and I don't know what to think, to tell you the truth. I mean, I think he was a terrific quarterback for Houston, but his last four years, he only won four games. You know, so let's not go crazy all of a sudden putting them in the Super Bowl. But they do have a very good roster. Um, I think it's wide open, but, you know, I, I, I have a bad feeling about Burrow. You know, and you look back last year, had that knee problem, and it took took the Bengals a while to kind of get in tune. And uh, by the end of the year, they were right there. They were pretty good. You know, but I, I'm not sure about this injury. I, I have a feeling it's going to linger. I, I, I'd be very skeptical on betting, uh, you know, the Bengal team overseason wins or to win the division or anything like that. I'd be very tentative. But but they are still betting them. So, you know, maybe uh, maybe I'm wrong about that. Chris, a uh, personal question, a final one from me. Are you going to be back with Gil on VEASAN coming up on Monday morning, setting the line on what you guys are going to be <laughs> releasing every Monday? Uh, that's most certainly the plan. Yes. Yeah. So uh, until they uh, stop paying me for doing that, I guess I'm just <laughs> going to keep doing it. Yeah, you got a busy week next week with Bet Bash. You'll be busy I Hall do, of Fame yeah. night. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess. Yeah, I present. told my wife we better go out to dinner and stuff this week because uh, yeah. next week I'm going to be pretty tied up. Indeed, so. it's going to be a fun week. Uh, Chris, thanks for popping on. We appreciate a sportsbook director at the South Point. It's a must stop. If you love the horses, you like to bet the races, you'll find no better place in Las Vegas to do so than the South Point. And I enthusiastically have both of my thumbs up when it comes to that aspect and the hot dog cart. Right, buck fifty now, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the hot dog. We actually had to expand that a little bit. Did you? So, yeah. Uh, so it's kind of under construction right now. But the other thing is, you know, Ken, and I know you're going to love this, but, man, I can't wait for the Travers this year. Unbelievable. The Travers yeah. is going to be the race of the year. It's I got think. a chance to be, no doubt. Man, I can't wait. Chris, we'll see you next week. Thanks for coming on. We okay, appreciate Dale. it. All right, guys. Good could, talking yeah, to you. Good to talk week, to you. Chris, Chris Andrews, director, sportsbook director uh, at the South Point. All right, good stuff. Uh, One uh, of my Chris. favorite people. He's a terrific period. man. He's a terrific man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really is. Big fan. Big fan. Big fan of his uh, of the South Point and, uh, and what he does. And has been doing it since the 70s. And before. the game's of the year coming out today. Yep. How about that for I time? I saw that. Yeah, I saw that yesterday afternoon after you had confirmed that he's going to be able to join us. So they took Iowa State completely out of the games of the year. You have to. Yeah. You have to. It's the great unknown. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've done all your handicapping, yep. all your work, all this legwork, and suddenly, well, now who's the quarterback? No. And it's different there than it is here. They knew those rumors. I mean, they knew sure. the rumblings, too. But still, take it off. And we've seen, I know... 
what was it? The FanDuel had it out first, the Iowa State line. Yeah, early. Like real early. Yeah, like May. Yeah. And Even it, before that, I think. Was it? Yeah, I and think it was. What was it? Iowa State by like a point and a half, and then it flipped and Iowa was favored by like a point and a half, mm-hmm. and it kind of been t- back and forth in, in that area. They took it off the board. I have not seen that one reposted, but he had it at six, six and a half even I think before that's a good the good number. That's where I was too. That's where I would have placed it if the kind of casino was a real thing. Right. That's about uh-huh. under a touchdown. Yeah. I might have been more four and a half range, but higher than a field goal, certainly. I'm seeing uh, some of the Iowa media that has gone on record, like Caker, like Rob Howe. Mm-hmm. They all have it about a touchdown game. Yeah. And I think that's probably, you know, kind of the Iowa State defense is still going to be really good. I think so, yeah. This is not going to be a couple of those Rhodes games that Iowa won like 35 3. I don't see them doing that against this defense. Mm -hmm. Even if you anticipate there's going to be improvements offensively. I wonder that. 17 10? Yeah, that's not not bad. I wonder, I think Iowa State's going to, will they be able to stop the run? That, I, I think they'll. I think they've got a lot of pieces. Obviously, got a green lot of linebackers outside of Vaughn. That's true. That's true. I know they're excited about both those young guys. Mm-hmm. Very, very secondary's good. Yes, secondary's really good. Um, One of the best in the league. Uh huh. And a lot of young guys going to be plugged into that defensive line. Now, do they lose a piece of that defensive yes, line? Yes, they will. They have. It's just not public yet. That will be impactful. Uh huh. Linebackers. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Defensive backfield really good. And. It's an under in an Iowa State game. Yeah, that seems pretty Me and Aaron Blanc, we'll jump aboard. <laughs> oh, man, that kid. Uh, all of those kids. Can't do it. Nope, you can't. You can't bet on your team. You cannot do it. Nope. You just can't. Um, we'll see what this Awazarike lawyer is able to uh, cook up and if Deckers is able to you know, kind of follow suit with that. But um, Wazariki got a real lawyer. <laughs> that statement that he put out there. Wasn't great. No, it wasn't great by any means. Uh, we'll get the latest on Iowa State Media Day. Nick Olson is going to join us next from 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. Claxon still to come. We'll do that in about 25 minutes. Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Station 106.3. Do you remember the last walk-off homer to win the World Series? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf Roofing. 1-800-BETS-OFF. Not only does Central Iowa Sports provide a great environment for youth to play baseball and fast pitch, but they promote sportsmanship in the game. Help players, parents, and coaches and their relationships with umpires.
Cares. Central Iowa Sports also donates throughout the year to local Iowa charities, along with donating the awards to the Iowa Miracle League. Central Iowa Sports, helping boost local economy by hosting local tournaments and creating great part-time seasonal jobs. Find out how you can get involved at Central Iowa Sports. Where you get your favorite shows. Fuller Associates Family Dental offers a relaxed, family-friendly atmosphere, anxiety and pain management, and the ability to give you the smile that you deserve. As a family-owned and operated small business, Dr. Fuller has been practicing dentistry for over 30 years. Fuller Associates Family Dentistry, located near the Grandview Golf Course, and now their brand-new location in Altoona at 509 8th Street Southeast. Fuller Family Dental. Come see what the buzz is all. A family company. Condon, welcome back. Just past 1230 Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. 15 minutes or thereabouts. We'll give you the cue to call, line you up. Four of you will have an opportunity to win barbecue from Claxons, assuming you have not played in the last 30 days. Nick Oson's been at Iowa State Media Day. It has come to its conclusion. Of course, Nick with 24-7 Sports Cyclone Alert.com. And you hear him regularly on these airwaves at 106.3 KX. And oh, Nick joins us. Nick, Trent and Ken, how are you? Thank you for that, my friend. I'm doing really well. How are you guys today? Doing well. And uh, good to see that Campbell's kind of backpedaled a little bit as far as making assistant coaches available uh, during the uh, during fall camp. Because um, everybody wants to hear from Shieldhouse, Ryan Clanton, etc., new special teams coordinator. Uh, there's just so many questions that I think the fan base needs to maybe not get answers to, but... You know, get answered the way that the coaches want. Just give the give a quote of some kind uh, that uh, the fan base can dig into. But uh, sounds like that's going to be um, he's going to relax that a little bit, which is good. So your biggest takeaway from listening to Campbell was what? Definitely, Ken. So that is a really good thing. You know, I'm not really surprised. I felt like that was just something kind of protecting his guys a little bit, at least for now. And in terms of takeaways. You know, it's something that we've talked about, but it was really cool to hear actually from the head coach on the record. Guys, it's this freshman class of 2023. I mean, somebody uh, else in the media, I believe it was Chris, you know, asked about the class as a whole, and and Campbell named six to eight players that I've heard a lot of good things about. And when you hear them on the record like that, you get a sense that they might not start, of course, but that they're really going to be guys that could potentially see the field here as I'm looking at Jack Trice Stadium right now and that aren't as likely to redshirt. I think mm-hmm. that was, you know, I'm not going to go through the whole list, but somebody I've told you since February, Jack Sadowski, local star, Jamison Patton was another one, Samuel Same, Abu Sama. I, I think that was really cool to hear and one of my biggest takeaways from the head coach today, guys. Jamison Patton, an incredible athlete. I got to see a ton of his games, both at Roosevelt and then wrapping up at Ankeny. Just love him, not just as an athlete and what he is, but also just as a kid, a great young man. What is the plan for him defensively in that backfield? There's so many, you know, the different safety positions. Do they have it, or are they still kind of figuring out now that they have him on campus? Definitely, Trent. Yeah, we both got to see a lot of Jamison Patton. Terrific kid. And I think what's so impressive, I get the sense, you know, safety is very likely. I think the exact spot uh, could potentially differ just depending on, I mean, he's already impressing and he's only been here about a month and a half because remember he was not an early enrollee. So I get the sense that it could be potentially just where do we have the most depth? This kid is so 
quick, such a quick learner. He's physically ready. Where makes the most sense, maybe long-term, where the team might need the most help? The interesting thing is, I guess what's unfortunate or fortunate for the team, that room and specifically safety is so deep, and all of those starters could potentially be back another year. So I get the sense, you know, it'll be a spot where he can best use his physicality, his athleticism, obviously has some good ball skills with a lot of offensive history in his past. I think that it'll probably be, you know, the boundary safety or potentially the field safety. But I, I was, it was a cool thing to hear because, you know, Trent, he's the first athlete I really met and interviewed when I moved here almost two years ago. And obviously had an intense recruitment and now he's here and already impressing the staff. Hmm. Uh, the Jirel Brock question came up as far as uh, practicing. He's not even practicing with the team. Does Did Campbell uh, make it known if there are any other um, football, I guess, guys on the roster that aren't practicing, Nick, or did he stop at Jirel Brock? Yeah, so he, he stopped at Jirel Brock, Ken, in terms of uh, specific players, and I got the sense that he really only spoke about him specifically because there was a question about the tailback room. Uh, but I, I think you could potentially not necessarily read between the lines, but he, he did say the majority of our team is practicing, but it's not like he said gotcha. something like it's everyone on the roster except for, you know, Jirel Brock. So not directly is how I would say that, Ken. Any additions to the coaching staff that he made public? Uh, not not today, at least in terms of anybody, you know, newer than what we've really okay. talked about or that's been on the staff. Uh, two names that I saw you had listed over at CycloneAlert.com, Miles Norwood and John Tez Williams. Fill us in on those two new names. Yeah, so those are a couple of DBs that, you know, I think people have been intrigued by. I certainly know people have been intrigued by Miles Norwood. Great track guy. He's tall, long, fast, athletic. We didn't hear a ton about him last year. Now, part of that was due to injury. But, you know, from what I had kind of heard, like you alluded to, Trent, you know, behind the scenes, I'd heard that he'd had a really good summer. And then Coach Campbell brought him up today. It sounds like he actually was one of the best players uh, in the entire camp on Wednesday. Heard that from a couple people. And then Coach Campbell spoke about it today. And then John Tez Williams had one of the most electric defensive plays at camp so far. The the official account tweeted it out today. Just a really impressive interception, you know, athletic, great in one-on-one coverage. And it's interesting to hear while this team is going to lose maybe their best player overall in T.J. Tampa after this year, there's some excitement and some good depth and athleticism at those DB spots. So you you expect that uh, Williams will play significant snaps? Significant, potentially not right away, but okay. I, I think, Ken, you'll absolutely see and, and hear him in the rotation this year which is impressive because he was actually a later addition to the class of 2022. Uh, I'm anxious to know about Jaden Higgins. Uh, this means uh, Xavier Hutchinson, that's a big, big void, right? 107 catches or whatever he caught last year. Just uh, It was over 100. Um, and Higgins comes in. He's got certainly, he certainly looks the part. Uh, did his name come up in, as far as expectations for his 2023 season? Definitely, Ken. So that'll be you know a story I'm excited to touch on. After speaking with Jalen Knoll, you know, we've talked about Jaden a lot, but it was exciting. It was exciting to hear from Campbell as well as Jalen Knoll, kind of what makes him so special. They both talked about kind of his size, uh, kind of that natural fit at the X position. And then in more of a one-on-one spot with Jalen Knoll, he really went into, you know, even though Jaden has that size and kind of those aspects to his game, 
he can still be kind of a, a burner and somebody that can really run and find success in just about all of the route tree. I found that really interesting. And just based off of kind of some facial expressions and excitement today, I think there's a lot of reason to be looking forward to the wideout core. I, I really do, guys. Nick, we've talked about our disappointment not being able to hear from the coaches, and, and certainly Shieldhouse at the forefront of that, taking over as the offensive coordinator. Any insight into new wrinkles, how this offense is going to look different? What does he want to do differently than what we saw in the past with Manning? Yeah, I will say that's it's not necessarily a spot we got a lot from Campbell, other than I know there's a lot of excitement within the staff that the new OC was also a quarterback and a really, really oh. good quarterback at that. But in terms of from the players, I just it was kind of tidbits on that one, Trent. Really, just kind of him putting his own wrinkles, like you said. I don't think it's going to be this overhaul, but I do think just getting to know the, the staff a little bit and what this team can do. I'll say I think that you're going to see a lot more of kind of what found them success in 2020 and some of 2021. I think there will be a lot more spreading the ball around. I understand there were some difficult situations offensively last year and you had the top three receiver in the entire country. But I think when you can spread that ball around, get it to the tight end, have you know maybe more running backs in the flats a little bit, three or four wide outs that can move the chain. I just think that wrinkle, Trent, is going to take this offense maybe not a whole new level, but certainly up a notch or two. Well, was Campbell away from his team asked at all about the um, about where college football is headed? You know, with all the uh, the realignment news, and of course, the Big Twelve is about they've gained Colorado, they're going to gain in Arizona later on today, by all accounts. Was he asked uh, his opinion on the direction the college football is going, or college sports in general? Yeah, Ken, I thought that would be you know a major talking point too, but just between the football questions. Gambling, uh, really solid opening statement, and then of course the gambling investigation. I don't believe that was touched on once in the group presser. Uh, maybe others got him. You know, I saw some TV stations, but not a huge topic today here, Ken. All right, we're talking right now with Nick Oson, taking a look at Iowa State. Kind of anything else? Kind of wrapping things up. Anything else that you think is a big storyline? Just so different. Seven players being available, and what we're used to in media days. Did you get any pictures? Anything good like that? I got I got some great pictures of the guys for sure, Trent. And, you know, I think what I'll mention, because even though it was different, and, and I'll go back to my notes, but I think there were some really great things. You know, I think something that maybe just kind of general fans, maybe that aren't on some of the message boards and things might not know, not only is there excitement around some of these massive names in 2023, but I think the depth in the running back room, I think that's a real uh, note to pass along. And then – Speaking with Jared Hufford and what he had to say about Ryan Clanton and the smile on his face and just mm. where this offensive line room is, am I saying it's going to be a top 10 unit in the country? You know, potentially not. I'm not trying to push that agenda, but just what I've heard from everyone, including now players and prominent players, I think there's reason to believe there's going to be major improvement. And as I've said, and Campbell echoed it, Ryan Clanton gets credit, the players do, and Reed Keggy and this new strength staff I think that's a major talking point and one of my top three or four today, guys. Yeah, it would have been a better talking point if they were actually able to talk yeah. about the strength and conditioning program and about the work that uh, his offensive line does has put together. I'm talking about Clanton, obviously. Uh, disappointing in some respects. All right, Nick, we'll let you go write your stories. Um, you've got uh, you know, two or three days to think about it before you join us again on Monday. Uh, we'll get a little bit more in-depth by that time. But, Nick, thanks for popping on right after it ended. Appreciate it, as always, Nick Oson. Thank you, Nick.
Can't wait, guys. Have a great weekend. Yep, you do the same. Nick Olson, 24-7, sportscyclonealert.com. You can read all the coverage of uh, Big 12, of Iowa State, rather, Media Day coming up uh, on his site at some point here in the next couple of days. Yeah, disappointing. You just can't hear from the coaches. But hopefully we will. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. And maybe it'll be a random Tuesday here in August, and that'll give us some content and filler. Yeah, right? well, didn't I, I was – was the coordinators both the same night, or was Manning on Wednesday and Haycock on Thursday? I think that's been the norm over the last few years under Campbell, uh, that the coordinators come out and give a significant amount of time about the game plan. Or mm-hmm. not, you're not going to get into the game right. plan, but you know, talk about the, the week ahead and uh, et cetera. So we'll see. Um but I, again, I'm not surprised that, you know, in some respects, that Rocco Beck wasn't able to or wasn't permitted to come out and talk today. And you know, Cole's not going to be able to. He's a freshman. He's a freshman, and they're off limits. And even if he becomes a starter, even if he becomes starting a starting quarterback, yep, will not be available. Yeah, and in fact, who was it? Was it who, that was finally was able to talk to the media on January the first one year? Do you yeah, remember I, that? I do, and I can't remember. Yes, but I was it. David Montgomery? He could have. I mean, it was it was a it was a good it was, it was a big name yes, at absolutely. Iowa State on yep. the roster. Yep. And they finally were able, we were finally able to hear from him on January the first. <laughs> uh, Does it differently? It's old school. Yes, I guess. All right, let's do this. Let's open up the phone lines. They are open at 515-284-5966. First four callers will play for Claxon's Barbecue. If you get the most of these questions right, we'll give you a $35 gift certificate from Claxon's. The runner-up will get 25 If you've not participated in 30 days, you're eligible to do so right now. Claxon's Barbecue giveaway next. If you're getting a ring, that means you're in. It's Miller & Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Last summer, my house was hit with hail. Between assessing damage on the roof and dealing with insurance, it can be a stressful situation. Luckily for me, it wasn't stressful because I called my friends with Wolf Roofing. We were able to get a new roof on our family home in one day. It looked sharp, everything was cleaned up, and now we have peace of mind with our new roof. Set up your next roofing project with Wolf Roofing at 515-225-8866. Or you can go online at Wolf. The biggest pro football contests in Vegas are back and bigger than ever with $14 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. Enter in Nevada, play from anywhere, two ways to win and no rake. Play Circa Million, make five picks against the spread each week with quarterly and full season payouts, or join Circa Survivor. Select one team each week straight up. Last the longest to win it all. $14 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircaSports.com for details. Circus Sports Iowa encourages you to gamble responsibly. Problems with gambling? Call her. All about FullerDental.net. Joined by J.P. Richardson of Central Iowa Sports. And the long season continues for everybody there. I just want to take this time and thank all the players and their parents and their family members that come out and enjoy our Central Iowa Sports tournaments every weekend. We appreciate the out-of-towners coming in, but we really appreciate the locals, all the different ball clubs here from Central Iowa. We just couldn't do it without them. And really, that's why we're doing it is for the youth. And JP, fast pitch and baseball season isn't close to over. If anybody's listening and they're putting a team together or they just want to add another tournament or two, we go all the way up through October with baseball and even into the first week of November with fast pitch. We'd love to have them go to centraliowasports.com and take a look and get a hold of us. And we'd love to visit 1-800-BETS-OFF.
Cooper and Condon, welcome back to Morning Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Take you, uh, well, for the final five minutes of the show here today. Get you to Murph and Andy. They're coming up at 1. Drive Heather and Sean 3 to 6. Right now, Claxons Barbecue Giveaway. Claxons 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Serving barbecue for over 25 years. Online, you can find them at claxonbbq.com. Claxon, C-L-A-X-O-N, bbq.com. Claxons Barbecue in Altoona. Brian, Ryan, Mike, and Joe, I'll tell you all... Uh, right now, so you can put your thinky caps on, the tiebreaker is how many pitches will Justin Verlander throw in his, do we call it a debut? Part deux? <laughs> yes, thank you for the French. Uh, well, against the Yankees. Um, that's Numbers five? I guess, we'll, uh, because he's pitching Saturday against the Yanks. Uh, Brian is up first. Brian, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. The Cubs get a run and a half against Atlanta this afternoon. Freed against Hendricks. Cubs get a run and a half. Who do you want? Cubs, Braves. Atlanta. Um, Who advances, Sweden or the USA, in Women's World Cup? I'll go to the USA. Does Ronald Acuna hit a home run this weekend? No. Sunday night baseball. It's the Dodgers versus the Padres. Who do you want in that one? Is that even up? Uh, even up, yep. Pick them. Uh, Dodgers. Lance Lynn versus Rich Hill. What's the combined age of those two? 112. <laughs> it's close to 80, though, right? 78, yeah. something like that? Um, how many pitches for Justin Verlander in his Astros, we'll call it debut, on Saturday? Or whenever it happens, should it get rained out? 95. 95, Brian. You have a good weekend. Thank you. You guys too, thanks. Appreciate it. Ryan's next. Hi, Ryan. Hello, gentlemen. Uh, Cubs, plus a run and a half against Atlanta this afternoon. Braves. Who advances, Sweden or the USA? Hate soccer, but let's go USA. All right. Uh, Does Acuna hit a home run this weekend? He does. Sunday night baseball, Dodgers versus Padres. Give me a Dodger dog. Okay. No, I've never had one. I hear they're really... Have you had one, Trey? I've never been to Dodger Stadium. I haven't either. Uh, Yeah, I haven't either, guys. And you haven't had a Dodger dog either. Okay. Uh, Total pitches for Verlander. Closest without going over. One. One it is. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate that. Uh, does Joe take two? <laughs> that wouldn't be fair. We'll let you do it, it if you want to. It would be fair. You got be. it. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Uh, Mike, how are you, Mike? Hello? Hi, Mike. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, Cubs, plus a run and a half against the Bravos this afternoon. Now take the Braves. Uh, who advances, Sweden or the USA? USA. Acuna hit a home run this weekend? No. Dodgers versus Padres Sunday night. Padres. Uh, Verlander pitches, closest without going over. 51. 51. Mike, appreciate it. Thank you. Yep, uh, you have a good weekend, and then Joe brings it to a close. Hi, Joe. Hi. <clears throat> uh, let's go Cubs, plus a run and a half over Atlanta. Cubs. Who advances, Sweden or the USA? Uh, USA. Acuna hit a home run this weekend? Yes. L.A. versus the Padres Sunday night baseball. Uh, Dodgers. Uh, total pitches for Justin Verlander in his Astros debut this weekend. 
Um, I should say two, but I'll go ahead with 87. 87 for you. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Yeah, that would have been cruel. How about 52 wouldn't have been a bad one? No, not at all. That's where I might have I would have gone two. You would have gone two? That 51 kind of threw it off, though, didn't it? It did. That's why I would have gone 52. Mike had his thinking cap on. He did. Again, the smartest listening audience. Tunes into Miller and Condon. How do you quantify that? Uh, just what I think. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you think you're doing this weekend? Uh, let's you staying see. home? No. No. Heaven forbid. Uh, Memorial this weekend in Iowa City. So oh. I'm making my way over this afternoon. Yeah. Uh, buddy of mine that passed away. Oh man, almost twenty years ago now. Oh, Jesus. And uh, we get together after another one of our friends. I passed away a couple months ago, and yeah. feels like almost everybody's going to make it back this year. So going to Iowa City for that this afternoon, be there for the weekend, a little golf tomorrow. Where are you playing? I'm uh, going to be playing a brown deer up in Coralville. I've heard good things. The beers will be plentiful. Yeah, imagine that. And we'll have a, a really good time of remembering our fen- friend. His uh, parents come up from come down from Iowa Falls every year for it. So it's always a really good That's get together. Cool. Yeah, and uh, keeping his memory alive, his sister and his brother-in-law come. And yeah. 20 years, huh? Almost, yeah, 2006, I want to say it was. Mm. A young, healthy guy that just died in his sleep. Is that right? Yeah. Holy mackerel. He was, yeah, 29, I think, Uh, at the time. Brutal, brutal, brutal. Absolutely. You never know, right? Never know. But we'll uh, we'll have a great time, memory, a lot of Hawkeye talk. And I'm going to guess realignment, probably going to come up (laughs) betting a little bit while we're over in Iowa City. It's crazy, but it looks like Oregon and Washington are Big Ten brethren. Uh, as they up the as they up the the price that the Big Ten was going to offer, apparently, and that was the decider. Of course, Oregon wasn't happy with the Apple money and made that known apparently to Klyavkov, and here we are. And uh, picks, I had people saying we normally don't do picks on Friday during the off season of football, but since I've given out twelve winners and yeah, two losses, you, you're this year, ten and two this week, aren't 12 you? Twelve and two. Twelve and two. In the games that I handed out here on the air, I got four baseball games today. Fire away. Nationals plus one fifty eight. Against Cincinnati on the road. Mm-hmm. Going to lay it with both the Orioles tonight and the Astros at the Yankees. And give me the D-backs against my Minnesota Twins, plus 117. Try to cap off what has been a very profitable week. Certainly has. Good for you. Uh, Murph and Andy, coming up next, I see Scott Sipker right behind you. Oh, man. He snuck in on you. He did. He's right behind it's you, kind of scary. Be careful. Look out. They're coming up next. Uh, and then, of course, the drive with Heather and Sean, 3 to 6. Have a wonderful weekend, Miller and Condon, 11 to 1, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXN.